Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. And as we near our 150th podcast episode, I just want to thank you for being part of this journey as we seek positivity and reframing of life every week, finding the good stuff that we're all meant to have, even when things look challenging, maybe especially when they look challenging. You know, Albert Einstein had three rules of work. Out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. And in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Now I wonder what you think of that. The rules of work. What are your rules of work? What are mine? How do we go about doing our jobs? Whether it's a particular task, whether it's the work we do to get a paycheck, whether it's the work we do by passion, by love, by responsibility to our families, to our loved ones. And the work we do on ourselves. Well, let's start with Einstein's first one, out of clutter, find simplicity. And one of the things (laughs) used to drive me crazy, I guess as a kid, I, I kept, I didn't put things away and my bedroom was, uh, I don't know, Penn Station or something. It was just wild and things were coming and going. I had guitars and I had um, books all over and music playing. And um, I just remember my mom telling me that if I cleaned this up a little bit, I might see where I'm at. And I think that's part of, Einstein's work out of out of clutter find the simplicity okay there's all this wildness that might be existing around your life but in clearing it away a little bit we find our way to a simplicity and there was I remember a time when I would sit on my the edge of my bed with my guitar and write music and what that felt like the pure simplicity of that moment and out of clutter, out of chaos seemingly, uh, there came this imagination and this really love that came out in creativity. Out of clutter, find simplicity, says Einstein, and his second from discord, find harmony. We can be going through the absolute craziness of life or we can be in arguments or we can be struggling with something in our own lives. And if we pause and if we listen, we find harmony. I was uh, reading a book my daughter gave me by Rick Rubin about creativity and art. And one of the things he talks about, and, and a lot of people in mindfulness talk about this, is that there is this great life outside of ourselves, um, you know, the external, and, and we see it in nature and we see it in beauty around us and we see it in, um, really the noise of life, there can be great discord. But to find the harmony, sometimes we have to quiet ourselves. And one of the things that um, 
Ruben suggests, and um, and that he describes he describes closing his eyes, just sitting quietly. And it again, this is absolutely simple, uh, which is out of clutter, fine simplicity. I guess Einstein's first work, uh, first rule. But from Discord, fine harmony. In the craziness, I I closed my eyes today, this morning, and I I listened and and I heard noise going on around me. I could. The door was open. The window was open. I could hear outside. I could hear some traffic, but really nothing I could put my finger on. And then as I sat in the quiet and listened, I discerned different vehicles, some further in the distance, some closer. And then I discerned the sound of birds singing. And I went, I didn't even hear that as I was going about my day. I didn't hear that. And I could hear different voices. And there were different rhythms to the way they were singing. And I noticed it. I just paused to notice it. And as I paused to notice and hear those different voices that I couldn't hear while my eyes were open and I was part of the external world, in bringing it internally and listening deeply, I found myself breathing differently, slower and deeper and cleaner. It, it, it absolutely felt cleansing. And it was a, such a simple act. Then I heard music coming from the distance. I knew my daughter was playing something and I began to hear the voices singing. So I was able to then here between the birds and the, and the music over here and the different vehicles and begin to discern things that had seemed chaotic only moments earlier. We can do that with life. And I think that's what Einstein meant from discord, fine harmony, because there was a harmony in the sounds. And it clearly harmonized with me as I breathed deeper. Finally, his third rule is in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And boy, do I see this. In the moment of an argument, do we ever pause to see, is there a way through this? Is there a way that we can come to something different than has been there? It might be an argument between two lovers, two spouses, two partners, uh, it might be an argument in public, but out of that chaos of that difficulty, can we not find our opportunity to move forward? And perhaps we need to quiet ourselves to find that opportunity and to find that harmony that up until that point seemed like nothing but discord. One of the things, though, that I, I think Einstein puts his finger on here is that in work itself, one can find a certain pride, even as one can find pride in the work of living, in our everyday work. Have we listened? Have we taken in the world? Have we been able to hear in ways and see in ways and feel in ways that we haven't before? 
And how do we get to that moment? When I think of pride in, in, in someone's work, I, I can't help but think of a man that I met years ago uh, in the San Fernando Valley uh, outside of, of Los Angeles uh, in California. And I stumbled upon him quite by accident. I had heard there was a really good hot dog out in the Western Valley, um, uh, out in Woodland Hills, uh, but it was hard to find. And sure enough, one day as I was driving along Ventura Boulevard, I don't know what made me look a little more carefully than usual, but I saw down this driveway around this uh, small building a little sign for hot dogs. Now, I don't know if you love hot dogs or not. I grew up loving a barbecue, loving a, a, a hot dog, having a hot dog in my dad's restaurant. But this is a man who took pride in his hot dogs like no other. This was a little man who was the sole employee of a hot dog stand. And I don't know why, but I believe it was called Big Frank's. And I remember that only because my dad's name was Frank. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, what's a Big Frank? And of course, knowing that it's a Frankfurter. But going back there and meeting this man who wore this little white cap, this kind of like, um, oh, the kind they wear sometimes, uh, you know, in selling things at a stand, uh, this little like sort of paper uh, paper hat that he always wore on, on the side. I think it said Coca-Cola or something on it. And he had this wonderful walrusy kind of mustache. And he talked to me about his hot dog when I said, what's hot dogs? That's all he he sold. He said, I sell hot dogs, I sell chips, and I sell sodas. That's all I sell. And I thought, well, that's a simple menu. But then he started to talk about his hot dogs and the best hot dogs that he gets and the all-beef hot dog and the snap that it had to have. And the buns steamed to perfection. I could see how he cared for everything. He had his pickles laid out, whole pickles that he would slice, uh, uh, slice some one or two off to hand you with the with the when he served you the hot dog. He dra- He insisted he dressed each dog himself. So you liked ketchup and mustard. And onions, he would slice up the onion right there in front of you. He would put on the ketchup. He would put on the mustard. He would put on because he wanted to serve the dog to perfection. He took such great care in it. His tomatoes were fresh every day. He sliced them as they were needed. I never saw a man so proud of his work. He just talking about it. I don't know if you've met people like this who take such great pride in their work. This was a simple hot dog, ladies and gentlemen. The little man who sold the best hot dogs in the world and was so proud of it, got up every morning, prepared his small kitchen, and served hot dogs till closing. I remember what I was touched by was the not only the 
naturalness with the way he talked about how he went about his day, but how um, how much worth it, it, it seemed to be to him to give somebody the best experience. And he would tell me if somebody would come and buy a hot dog and, 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 and then stuff it in a bag or something to ask him, to, you know, to take it to go. He said, now that's no good. The man would run away and get into his car and drive off. He said, that hot dog isn't going to be as good as it is right now. If they wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes to bite into it. He said, you want to eat it fresh out of the steamer and ready. And um, it almost hurt him to see the guy, someone run off with a hot dog and not stand there right there and bite into it. And when I did bite into it, I remember him saying, you know, just looking with an expectant smile on his face. And if you would smile or you would wink or you would nod your head, that was all he needed. He didn't make a lot, I'm sure, at that hot dog stand. But what he didn't make in money, man, he made up in pride in his work. And I'll never forget that little man who sold the best hot dogs in the world. Helen Keller said, one should never creep if they want to soar. This little man, and I call him a little man only because he was small of stature, but he was a big man in terms of the pride he took in his work. He wanted to soar at what he did. What does it take to want to soar at what you do? Whatever it is you do. And if you're not doing something that helps you fly or helps you soar, how can you get your way to doing that? How can you connect to the thing it is you want to do? As the great Joseph Campbell used to say, following your bliss will put you on the track that's been waiting for you all the while. This is the life that you should be living, the one that you are living, if you're living with that. He talks about following your bliss. Well, I hope this week you follow a bit more of your bliss. And I hope that you take some of the pride that each of us does, that this man who sold the best hot dogs in the world took, just putting the fixings together and seeing the smile on your face. A Bantu proverb says, work is good, provided you do not forget to live. And maybe that's the lesson. Einstein's simplicity and harmony and opportunity is led by a balance of working with pride and knowing that work is good, but never forgetting to live and letting it serve that cause. Here's to living. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.